0: and we're not even supposed to be here today. My name is Jason Robbins. My name is Derek Diamond. And my name is Wally Phelps. And I just want to warn everybody up at the top that this is our spoiler-filled Clerks 3 review. So if you have not seen Clerks 3, please do not listen to this. (laughs) Stop playing it right now. See Clerks 3 and then come back to us uh, after you see it. They can't see it until October. <laughs> well, for the people that have seen it, listen, and then uh, <laughs> when when it, it's only what like another couple of weeks before it comes out on uh, uh, something Ray? like that, yeah, yeah, like in, in three weeks, I think. Yeah, so it, I'll set this for release like three weeks from now for the uh, general public.
1: So, ah, but if you're a Patreon subscriber, just let it sit in your <laughs> archives for a couple of weeks if you haven't seen the movie. Yeah, yet.
0: you'll be fine. I'm sure. I'm sure or
2: listen us... to it if you want the story told by three guys just sitting at a computer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh,
0: but yeah, we really wanted to talk about this movie. We uh, we couldn't really fit in a uh, commentary track this month because we're all so busy. And uh, so, I, I and this is something that I really, we really need to talk about this movie because uh, it kind of, I don't know about you guys, but it messed me up really good for a few days.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Same. It's, and I'm, we'll dive more into it, but it, it definitely wasn't what I was expecting.
2: Yeah. It's a good movie. I liked it. All right. That's all I have to yeah. say. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Hit so- our
1: music.
0: Yeah. Cue the the music. And you can find us at nerdcaperetro at (laughs) gmail.com. But yeah, uh, this is going to be our our review. We just saw this last week. Uh, We all went and saw it in the theater. And um, it's coming out on Blu ray in just a couple of weeks. And uh, if you're a Clerks fan, it's an absolute must see. And uh, with that being said, I, I told Derek after me and Wally saw it on Thursday night. I immediately texted Derek. I said, Have you seen Clerks Three yet? And he's like, No. I said, Prepare yourself because it is it is very, very heavy. It's funny. It's a comet it's it's got the, the Clerks comedy that you expect, but man, this one is uh definitely in a different class than the other two movies.
1: Right. Yeah, it definitely piqued my interest when you texted me because uh, you know the Kevin Smith's movies have only been in theaters his most recent ones for a very limited time, and I didn't know that I was going to get a chance to see it. And Sunday, when we wrapped filming for the feature, I saw that there was one showing left, and it was at seven p.m. and We wrapped a little mm-hmm. after five, so our friend Chad Sanders and myself we went to to go see it, mm. and. I, I don't regret it at all. Like part of me was like, well, maybe I'll just wait till it comes out on, you know, on digital. But I, I'm so happy that I went to see it in the theater. Right. And
2: that is one thing that I really enjoyed about going to see the movie is being in a room full of people that are like yourself. Yeah. And yeah. hearing the reactions and whatnot, and knowing that none of us were as unscathed as, <laughs> as we thought we would be. This was, dare I say, Infinity War levels of, huh.
0: That's exactly what I was going to mm-hmm. say. When me and Wally left the theater, you know, everybody, we knew pretty much everybody in the theater. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> we, Yeah, it, it was like a reunion. Yeah, we kept seeing people we knew. That was in the theater. Like everybody we knew that was in the theater. Like and knew people the... we
2: don't know, but but I know as that guy who's yeah. always here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and as we left the theater, it was like it was so quiet. Like we we really <laughs> we were just quietly left the theater, like contemplative, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. And as you guys hit the nail on the head about the Infinity War comparison, because when we left. You could hear a pin drop mm-hmm. in the in the room where they played the movie. You could hear a pin drop when we walked out into the lobby, and we didn't even really talk about the movie all that much. And I think it's just because we were processing everything that happened.
0: Right. Well, we'll and... get to what what happens at the end, but the, you know when you it. I'm going to go ahead and spoil the end real quick because I just have something to say about it. It, it was weird for me. And I, 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 Wally, I want to ask you how you felt. Mm-hmm. Because I am friends now with Brian O'Halloran, and he put in such a next-level performance in that movie. There were lines he had in that movie that have haunted me for over a week now. And yeah. to see him... He dies. Dante dies at the end of the movie. And to see him go that way and know him as a person, but also have known Dante since, like, Clerks was the movie that made me want to make movies. Like, mm-hmm. I, and the Clerks films have perfectly captured a snapshot of my life in each of those films. And I feel a closeness to those films, unlike any other movies in my life. Like, I watched those movies and I know exactly where my life was at that point because it so perfectly mirror imaged my life in those movies. And to see a person like Dante, you know, and and to know that person that made that character pass away, it was like my brain didn't know how to process it
2: right and well and mine mine kind of did because you know at the end of the movie I actually said uh well I know Brian's okay Yeah,
0: but I <laughs> still know. felt more like I was still in mourning like it,
2: I, yeah mourning over the loss of Dante who has been and here's here's the thing that I don't think a lot of people that are younger than us and maybe even older than us uh would understand is that at the time the Clerks came out there wasn't many voices out there for our generation yet. You know, we had the reality bites and things like that, but these were always skewing a little older and a little more affluent than we were. Yeah. So, so it, you know, we didn't really uh, connect with the people going to these big parties and going to, uh, you know, art galleries in the middle of the day in Chicago. But uh, when it came to clerks, it was these guys with a shitty job. <laughs> you yeah. know jobs that i had you know i was a video store clerk um at the time that i saw clerks and my best friend uh was, who we saw the part 3 in the movie theater with by the way at the time mm-hmm. uh the uh he was working at a gas station <laughs> and <laughs> we you know so a convenience store so it was a very similar dynamic and with two like you said, it's a snapshot of how we were at those moments in our lives. So with two, we're still trying to figure things out. We're trying to settle down, get a, 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 a routine for our lives and move forward with the way things are. Well, also uh,
0: too, when clerks two was released was a hard time in my life because that was right. 2006, it was in my band Fall as Well, you know, after all the success and, and that was building for us had all crumbled. You know, right. Hurricane Katrina had hit the, and then the, right, and the year then before. In, in January. I, um, you know, the band broke up in January, and then my grandfather died like a week later. And mm-hmm. I went into just a tailspin at that right. point and didn't know. You know, I, I was still working the same crappy job <laughs> that I was working at when Clerks was released. I was approaching thirty. I hadn't, you know, I had to move back in with my mom and dad. Like it was a, it was a hard time in my life, and that movie captured it because Dante and Randall, you know, the the quick stop burns down, and you know they're they're still stuck in these crappy, you no, know, this crappy spot in your life where you're just like, I just can't crawl out of it. Right. And not even just that, it's
2: the people that you that you meet at that time of your life, because here are some people that are like there's younger people coming into your life and you're supposed to be the the adult influence, I guess you would say. And then but but you're not really. So, you know, a character like Elias, who is so full of life, and so mm-hmm. he was who we were when Clerks came yeah. <laughs> out. And here are these guys going, "No, life is going to be real shit to you, man." And, and see, that's kind of <laughs> weird beca- because
0: you know, Derek, you're you're a few years younger than me and Wally. Like you would have been like the Elias character <laughs> like by the time and, Clerks No, lie. I was
1: I was about to say that. Does that make me your guy's version of Elias? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Only yeah, not not as not as Elias as Elias, but yeah, <laughs>
1: but minus it, a few personality traits, yeah.
2: but like all of them. But you know, yeah. it's <laughs> but but yeah. So so the natural progression from two to three is basically people our age realizing, oh shit, what did we actually do with this time that we have?
0: Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, I'm 45 and I'm staring and I've been realized, I don't know, call it a midlife crisis, whatever, but it, and especially it hit me hard after this movie that like, I have probably less years in front of me than behind me. I mean, statistically, Mm -hmm. you know, like what I have, maybe 30 more years left if I'm lucky. And it just, I don't know, it kind of, this movie made me just stare mortality in the face and be like, what have you done?
1: Yeah, no, and I, I can totally get that, too. And to to kind of backtrack a little bit, I wasn't introduced until to the Clerks franchise until the early 2000s when Jay and Silent Bob came out. Mm-hmm. And that's when I found out about Clerks, Mallrats, you know, the movies that came before it and, and Clerks much you know to Jason's point is the movie that inspired me to want to make movies because it was the first movie I remember seeing. And yeah, I was younger than that, but there were still moments that resonated with me. Specifically, when they're having the whole discussion about you know the independent contractors working on the Death Star, I'm Wait. like, those are con- those are conversations that I would have you know in high school and in college. So it was the first movie that I truly felt relatable to, in mm-hmm. a sense, because the characters seemed like ones that you know I would have met in real life. Yeah, and then from there, found out the you know, how the movie got made and what Kevin Smith had to do in order to make that happen. And then following the, you know, the success of, you know, Clerks 2, when it came out, I I felt relatable to the Elias character to an extent, you know, minus the jokes about the personality traits, but I, I did have several, you know, older influences in my life because I I've always felt, I want to say like an old soul, but I've always related more to people who are older than me, mm. Mm. so I've I felt like I was almost in Elias's shoes in part two when when that came out.
0: Yeah, and, and I and I think what it is is it, because Clerks was that first movie where the the dialogue in the movie and the way the people acted and it, it was just you we never saw that before. Like when Clerks came out. I was 17, and I saw Clerks, and, you know, like you said, the the conversation about the independent contractors. I'm like, you can do this? Like, that was the first movie that I was like, you can actually do this in a movie? And it sounds like me and my friends talking. Like, this is the stuff we talk about.
2: Right. It was never about people. Movies weren't about people I knew, you know?
1: It yeah. wasn't about the larger-than-life characters.
2: Right, and here's here's the thing, though. It's like, I think the first movie I ever saw that, that kind of bucked that trend, and this is going to sound ridiculous to most of you, probably, but it, it reminded me of Ghostbusters in a way, where the relationships between the characters were such that they had this witty banter amongst each other, and it felt so realistic, and it felt very, you know... Of naturalistic, whenever they're actually going over the the situations like Salsa Shark, or uh, (laughs) the Salsa Shark is to me the equivalent of the um crunch bar being handed to egon you know it's (laughs) yeah it's a non-sequitur that works in the context of the characters that are portraying it because they feel like real people and that's where all of my favorite movies are in in that space of this is an actual fleshed out character these are their traits these are the things that they enjoy You know, you don't generally get that kind of thing. You just get, okay, this person needs to do this, this, and this by the end of the movie. And with Clerks, you didn't get that. You got these people are this. And you're just going to watch them for a few hours.
0: And, you know, like the whole thing of Clerks, like, you know, like I'm saying, it's, captures uh, the the gen x experience even the millennials like because you know like clerks one they're working a crappy job they can't get out part two they're still in a crappy job and that that's kind of the and even part three like now we're facing our mortality and kevin smith is the voice of the gen x generation you know even right. early millennials The elder millennial is their fault, as we are called. Because the boomers, you know, they after World War II, you know, they came into this complete economic prosperity in America and made so much money, bought everything. They walked through this wonderful door of opportunity and then fucking closed it behind them, (laughs) you know, and like left us with nothing except being overeducated and underemployed. Right, and
2: that's essentially what Clerks Three is about. I mean it, I, yeah, they're business owners, but they're they're at the quick stop for the rest of their lives <laughs> Dude, yeah, I mean, and that's i I don't know if that's poetic or sad or what it is, but i mean i couldn't i if you can make a living off of it, I don't understand what would be so bad about it, especially if you get to hang out with your friends all damn day but. Yeah. At the same time, it just, life didn't go as planned for anyone in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> And I, I think that's one thing that I've always said uh, to people that the, it's the, um, what's his name? John Lennon quote. I don't know why I couldn't think of John Lennon's name, uh, but the John Lennon quote that life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Mm-hmm. And the Clerks trilogy is very evocative of that it is it embodies that philosophy because everyone in that series had other plans it just none of it ever worked out i mean something happened you know in the first movie uh you know he, he realizes that he's still in love with this person that's about to marry a an asian design major which they and, address
0: that in the movie, yeah, <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> he he happened to be an Asian guy who was who, who was that? studying Asian design, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's here's something I thought. Uh, but those two actors that that that, and that's one thing I really enjoy is like like Clerks Three also feels a little bit like a victory lap type of situation where he's like man remember this you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um it reminds me of the second episode of the clerks tv series where they keep flashing back to the first episode (laughs) but but uh the acting in clerks three everyone in it acts better than they did in clerks one yeah and i found that a little distracting They're better actors now. How yeah.
0: dare they? <laughs> well, uh, speaking of of Clerks three, we've barely talked about the movie. We've been talking about <laughs> Clerks, but the I I knew we were in for something harsh when, as soon as the movie started, because the movie starts off like every other Clerks movie. You know, Dante showing up for work in the morning, but the it's set to the Black Parade by yeah. um uh, what's their like name My Chemical Romance. Yeah, My Chemical Romance, and that's kind of a dark song. <clears throat>
2: and the mu- the music but all together is really well curated throughout this but continue yes.
0: but you you start off he gets in the store and he's of course he's putting out newspapers and there's a handwritten sign that says newspapers remember these <laughs> and then he's putting <laughs> things together it's almost shot for shot like the first clerks you know he's turning on the coffee machine and all that stuff and he gets to the counter and you see just like the split second of like uh, I don't know if it's like a news article or whatever it was, but it said um, that Becky had passed away, and like it, it was said, uh, rest in peace or whatever. And and I was like, what? Well, come to find out, Becky, it has passed away not long after the end of Clerks Two, and, and I was so angry with Kevin Smith <laughs> for doing that because and and. Here's the thing, you know, Clerks ends kind of ambiguous, you know, it's not really a happy ending, it's not a a sad ending, it just ends, and it's like, well, that was that day in these guys' lives. Right, they have their whole futures ahead of them. And part two ends, and it's such a hopeful ending to that movie, or it's just like, wow, things might actually work out for these guys, you know, with the the end of that I cried at the end of that movie. Because it was such a beautiful ending to that movie, and then you got Clerks Three, and it starts off and like it, its almost immediately like uh, nothing ever is going to work out ever, and life is just a series of down endings.
1: <laughs> uh, you know what? <laughs> call, call back to the original movie yeah. that that,
2: and I think that's why we keep talking about the first and second movie so much is because of the fact that this is such a a perfect encapsula- encapsulation of the themes of clerks. And that's why I think the movie works so well. It is it, is it, we keep talking about how heavy it is, but it's also absolutely ridiculous. There are things yeah. in it that are... Yeah,
1: there are definitely Kevin just, Smith-isms throughout the movie that you would expect. Right.
2: Really dumb stuff. Uh, the way that, the way that the, end, the ending felt a little... Um, dated already um because while he was writing and producing it uh, the whole nft thing was taking off but now nfts are basically worthless yeah (laughs) uh so it's it, it does feel a little dated already but at the same time it is hilarious the the things that they've made Elias go through um, the uh, oh it, the the callbacks to earlier stuff doesn't even just end with the movies. There is a an animated series callback when he gets when they go into the freezer to argue. It's like oh it's cold in here. Hot call- and before yeah. he could finish the joke, <laughs> I'm like oh my god that's so fucking funny. <laughs> but yeah, it, the movie is great. I mean i I, I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, same. And I, I was with Jason in the sense that when they showed that Becky had died in 2006, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why? And but I, the, the I, scenes with her <laughs> appearing, you know, as yeah. you call it a hallucination, whatever you want to call it, are the best acted scenes in the entire movie, and in that's my the opinion. Thing it I, goes. I
2: love, to, yeah.
1: Yeah, to the ending when, and this is what really got me. And I know we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but when Dante is in the hospital and he's watching his life you know pass before his eyes and they're showing footage Mm -hmm. from clerks one and clerks two I I got I got choked up and as soon as that happened I'm like shit he's gonna die Mm -hmm. right
2: and they have they have Pearl Jam's just breathe playing Mm -hmm. and it's like oh no he's about to die (laughs) And, and I knew it was coming, and my face was so red and, and covered with, with,
0: you know, tears and snot. It was terrible. <laughs> and just, I don't know, It's just it was so weird because of the way, you know, Dante died, basically. Like, they're filming the scene in uh, Clerks 1 where, you know, the Salsa Shark scene. They're filming that scene in the, in the quick stop. And he and... uh and um, uh, Randall have a fight, like they get into a fight at that point, and basically that's the last. You know, they're he's screaming at Randall basically because Randall's so self centered, and then he lets him know like how lonely he is. You know, like since Becky died, and, like all this shit that's happened to him, and he's saying like, you know, I never got a uh, an Act Three and all this stuff, and then he just he falls over and yeah. that's it that's the last thing things they say to one another other than Randall you know talking to him in the hospital and that's just oh, it's so heartbreaking
2: and, mm-hmm. and but at the same time you get that sense of closure whenever Becky's like it's not over and he goes I trust the filmmaker
0: yeah and <laughs> yeah. it's like
2: oh my god i'm going to die
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and- what Oh go ahead. I was going to say now I know, after the seeing you know Becky had passed away and I was so angry with Kevin and I was like now I know why all those people were mad when um you know the Force Awakens came out and like you know like Han and Leia had you know not been together since return of the Jedi and they're like it we were so remember how angry everybody was at that like that's kind of how I felt uh when that happened.
1: Yeah, I I was the same way, but I, I did want to ask you guys, uh, because all three of us are filmmakers, what did you guys think of all the meta that happened with, you know, so the, the, the general story for the most part is Randall has a heart attack and then decides that he's going to make a movie about his life, and they essentially are recreating Clerks 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of that element? Because I, I was... Kevin Smith's movies always have a little bit of meta quality about them, mm-hmm. but i I thought it was actually really cool and incorporated really well.
2: I agree. Um, you know, it's funny how much Brian reminded me of Jason whenever Randall was like, uh, "We need you to be the producer. That means you do this and this and this and this and this <laughs> and get the money." It's like I got to get the money too. I'm like, God, that's Jason all over. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, it's just that that whole meta ness of it just it fit perfectly, it, especially if you're a Clerks fan because you you know they live in a universe where the Clerks movie doesn't exist,
1: mm-hmm. like,
0: and so the, basically if you haven't seen the movie yet and you're still listening to this, you know they they make Clerks one in the movie after Randall has his heart attack, mm-hmm. and um you know it's and the whole heart attack thing with with Randall, you know that's all played for comedy, because you know he's going to live. And if you've ever heard Kevin talk about his experience with having the heart attack, I mean, it's almost like shot for shot what actually happened with Kevin, you know, right. when it happened.
2: Uh, and I really much, I very much enjoyed that whole aspect of it, because it did remind me of all the different times that he, he's told that story so many times now, and now right. he's told it one more time through the lens of Randall having a heart attack.
1: and that's what's uh, so great about kevin smith as a filmmaker is that he can take elements of his life and he makes it relatable to Mm -hmm. everyone Mm -hmm. and
2: and he he did put a lot of his friends in here um the uh the the audition scene was really funny
1: Uh, yeah with ben affleck sarah michelle geller and mm -hmm. others
2: right and you know one of my favorite things was the whole uh like the impractical jokers show yeah. up for and i'm like they're not actors what's happening here
0: i mean basically everybody who was tangentially connected to kevin is in this movie you know you get ben affleck back of course you know freddie prince jr's in here and yeah. the uh the, the the scene i think I said some. I saw something where Sarah, Sarah Michelle Geller is the first movie movie she's been in in like 16 years or oh, something. Oh wow. Like that.
2: I That's didn't that. That's wild. Uh Ethan plays in there and he plays yeah. uh Willem from uh
1: yeah.
2: Uh, Mallrats. uh Yeah. When am I gonna see the goddamn Zoo? This is is his line and it's great. <laughs>
0: And of course we get Marilyn Gigliotti back as Veronica and and they have Yeah, a, that was nice. They have a really good end to their <laughs> relationship, which is pretty funny, you know, the way that happens. And yeah. it's not it's not a bad ending to their relationship, but it's definitely like uh, you know, they still have a thing for one another after 30 years. Right.
2: And it and, you know, it do be like that
0: sometimes. Yeah. And uh And of the, course, the... you know, Trevor Furman, is that his name? Who plays yeah, the, Elias? Yeah, as Elias. Elias, he is just, and he's in Elias form in this movie as well. Like he has some stuff in this movie that just cracked me
1: up. Uh, in the hospital, when he converts to Satanism, <laughs> that was so funny.
0: <laughs> and there's this one scene that makes no sense where he, him, and his friend, basically his version of Silent Bob, are outside and they're and they're opening the shutters, and he's like doing this weird like thing where he's like acting like he's opening the shutters with like the force or something. It it made no sense, but it was funny.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's stuff people do. Yeah. It's, and that's one of the things, nothing has to make sense in these universes. It's just, is the, it, it, everyone has their own quirk in some way. And there is a bit of absurdism in the second and third films that it wasn't present in the first, but, you know, it, it ends up being so grounded in a way that it, you kind of, you kind of give it a pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you
0: know? Well, I mean, like in part two, you had the big dance scene and stuff like that. So, yeah, some of that stuff you just got to take with a grain of salt. But like you said, everything is so grounded and, you know, uh, that it just, it, it makes sense. Mm mm-hmm.
2: hmm. <laughs> What's I I don't know why, but I just think it's so funny. It's like, wait a minute, if you didn't get time to watch this movie, why is it not rewound? (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) And of course, Jay and Silent Bob come back, and they take over. They've taken over the video store, and they've turned it into a a weed dispensary. But they still, for some reason, they don't know that they own a weed dispensary, and they still act like they're you know street dealers. And there's you know there's still tapes on the wall and stuff. And he's like. it's hard to explain you just have to see it
2: yeah it's like they they own the old video store and haven't changed much about it but wait this is what the video store used to be (laughs) (laughs) one thing i thought was funny is that they hire silent bob based on his instagram account uh for dp of the film and that's that's ridiculous (laughs)
1: yeah it was played so well i I loved it
2: i'm like like suddenly i want to see what what silent bob's instagram looks like what's what's that
1: so yeah he should make a silent bob instagram
0: there's a marketing opportunity there i love the way like you know silent bob always has the the one line in the movie or whatever well his line in the movie was when they were looking for they they were looking for a director of photography and you know come, come to find out that silent bob is like a you know a genius photographer so he's like talking all about how the you know the movie needs to be shot in black and white because you know the the colors are muted and, and it looks terrible in the store and just all this you know director of photography lingo and, there, and it's just it's played perfectly
1: yeah that whole scene had me like almost on the floor of the theater laughing it was yeah. great <laughs>
2: Plus, would be a fly on the wall look at the at the store as if it we're looking at a security camera <laughs> that doesn't exist. Yeah,
0: but yeah, uh, but we're kind of coming up to the end of the episode, and um, you know, like this movie, let's go around the room and because um, you know we've already spoiled the ending. You know, uh, Dante passes away.
1: He does and, what?
0: And, <laughs> and of course, the, uh, you know, like they're at the funeral and Randall puts a flower on the casket and like you're not even supposed to be here today and it just ends on such a melancholy note (laughs) at the end of the movie and um i'm gonna go away from this movie saying uh, i love the clerks trilogy i think it's a fantastic it's the best movie i've seen this year it's it's a movie that hasn't affected me like this ever where it's stuck with me since i've seen it And it's very, it's not going to be the movie I'm going to watch all the time because it's so, it's, it's a lot to take. And, um, but I still, I, you know, I got to give this movie very high ratings I I give it a 10 out of 10 myself, but it's definitely something that I don't think I'll be able to watch it a lot.
1: Go ahead, Wally.
2: Oh no. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually agree. I don't know. I might watch it again. I don't re-watch movies a lot anymore because there's just so much content out there that I haven't watched. Yeah. But it's it definitely is... I think I'm going to end up having to watch it again. And I feel like it is required viewing for anybody who is a View Askew fan. I see a lot of people online that are kind of skewering the film. Um, But the way it reads their criticisms all boil down to I don't like Kevin Smith. Yeah. And it's so if you can walk into a movie theater and not say that, if if you're not one of those people who do not like Kevin Smith, I don't know why you're giving him money. Yeah. But you'll like it. I think I think you will find it. And if you're of a certain age, it will be a poignant look at the way Life kind of, kind of
0: fucks everyone over. Yeah, <laughs> and I know, I know we've cursed quite a bit on this episode, so I'll put the explicit tag on it. So. Well, it's Clark's
1: Three. Yeah, I mean it's it's par for the course. I, I agree with what both of you have said. It, it was a movie that, once it was announced, I knew it was going to be really high on my most anticipated movies list. I'm really glad I saw it in the theater much like you guys said our theater was about i'd say a third full and it was cool because everyone was you know laughing at the same material we all got it we were all Kevin Smith fans so mm-hmm. it was a really cool environment to be a part of um much heavier than what i expected it to be but i think the direction they went was the right one mm-hmm. um got me thinking about a lot of things as well uh, as far as where i am in my life even though i'm a little bit younger than the Dante and Randall characters. Uh, it, it's definitely one that I'm going to watch it again once it comes out, but it's not going to be one that I watch, say, like, you know, repeatedly, like sometimes I'll put clerks on like as background noise, the original one, this, I won't do that because it's really, I've put it more in the drama category than I yeah. would the comedy. Yeah. I, I would give it, I'd give it a solid nine or 10 out of 10. and by far my favorite movie that i've seen this year
0: and i'll just add add this to to what you were saying Derek. is if you're gonna if you haven't seen this yet and you're still listening to this um if you're gonna watch it watch it and you didn't get a chance to see it in the theater watch it with uh other kevin smith fans is the best way to watch it yeah it it is yeah. my second favorite movie of the year if you just thinking
2: about it Because uh, everything everywhere all at once came out this year. So I still need (laughs) to see
1: that. It is is my second favorite film of the year. I haven't
0: seen that yet. I got to watch that. But I did see Nope. Oh my God. The other night, though. And holy crap. Nope is good.
2: Oh my God. Nope. Nope.
0: Nope. Messed me up, too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That (laughs) is a whole
0: new take on the uh, UFO genre. Right. This is Jaws. Yeah. But. In the sky, <laughs> it's crazy. It's ser- like you just nailed. I didn't even put those two together. Like he le- he remade Jaws with a UFO. <laughs> That's <Brilliant>. awesome, <laughs> genius. But uh, thank you all for hanging out with us, uh, all you patrons. Thank you so much. Uh, sorry we we cursed quite a few times on this episode, but uh, you know it's it's Kevin Smith. You know you've got to throw some some f bombs in there. Um, But we did love this movie, so go see it. Go tell people to see it. It's the perfect ending to the Clerks trilogy. And um, thank you for being patrons. Thank you for hanging out with us. And we will see you guys next month.